and here we go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 72 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore number 5 and my fellow host is a brash taunter in IRL. Big Look, Tug, and yes, that is in in real life. Look, I I am invincible, so or indestructible. So let's get that out of the way. Um, I, so I don't have a lot of bits to go into this deck because I looked at this deck and felt like I was looking into the, nom the Necrochromicron. However, there is something I want to bring up, which I think is really funny uh, as we get into this. And before I ask you how tired you look, uh, the first thing I want to say is I am really enjoying this Vegas Days New England IPA, very uh, fairly provided from our old pals at Rock Creek Brewing. Um, but... Uh, Mr. Combo, you know this about me, but I've identified these people in my life called the three muses, right? Like Hercules has the three muses. Okay. So these sure. are the three, the only three grown women in my life I'm not related to. And it's very strange. My therapist, my aesthetician, and my tattoo artist. And I happened to see all of them last week, which is in itself in, in, interesting. But as of today, both my therapist and my esthetician have tried to set me up with someone who's also one of their clients. Oh my gosh, And that's so too far, funny. I know that they're both nurses. <laughs> and one of them hasn't worked out, so I'm hoping round two will go well. Um, so that's been, that's been an interesting one for me. But uh, again, I, there's something, look, I, I like your new setup because I can see more of you and I can see your basement, but I can't see the bags under your eyes as clearly. So now I just feel like you're sleeping 12 hours a week or 12 hours a day. <laughs> Maybe you are sleeping 12 yeah, hours a week. Yeah, sleeping 12 hours a week. week. I, you're I, a goddamn I feel, vampire. I feel great. So um, how long did it take you to to recover from the Saturday night rigmaroles. Oh, I was good by noon. Seriously? Yeah, the only thing that I did feel bad on is I had a bailout on our boxing league. Like I woke up at 10.30, 10.15, something yeah. like that. Um, and the boxing league was supposed to kick off at 11. And I'll, I'll be honest, I just didn't want to play it. That's fine. Uh, just to... To, to put it frankly, and well, we had been playing magic for what eight, nine hours the day before. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, the and, day of. and and I was just irritated because I feel like I've been fairly flexible ish with the league. It's like I can play any right. night after like nine o'clock. I can, you know, Friday night I can go into the wee wee hours. I can do Saturday mornings, um, and then I can do Sunday mornings, and let's just figure it out. And like this particular group, it was just like, oh well, like I can only do it this night and this night, but they wanted to start at like five p.m. and had to stop at seven p.m. And it's like I just told you I can't right, do right. that. And so it was like we go into the next week, and I was just like, you know what? I'm in a bad mood because I got third to last in the thing. <laughs> in my own boxing league. But the crazy thing is I should have done better. Damn you, Marketing Ross. I got a message for him the next day. Guess what? He wasn't drinking. Yeah, because he because he's not drinking this year. I didn't know that he wasn't drinking. I wouldn't have well. sent his ass to the championship. <laughs> I would have been like, I'd have been like, hey, everyone, kill that sober <laughs> son of a bitch. Well, yeah. Uh, so if it makes you feel any better, I don't think I texted you this. I think I sent it to the group, but like, woke up the next day at 10, could barely breathe, peed. It was bright <laughs> orange. I had to go to my brother's house with his kids uh, to drop something off for him before one. Got. Did you say bright or who is this? I'm done. Okay, listen. I will say this. This is coming. This is coming out next week, right? Okay. The 2021 yep. retired bit. This, who is this? It's we've been hacked. I'm over it. It's 
Oh, so, there you go. Uh, I knew I had to get myself together. Went to the old Pell Burger King, ordered eighteen dollars worth of food, and ate all of it in the car in the twenty minute car ride from that Burger King to my brother's house in Wyandotte County. I got a question. How do you order eight? What did you order? Eighteen dollars of Burger so, King. Is so if impressive. I remember correct, if I remember correctly, I think I got. Uh, a Whopper value meal with a Diet Coke, because I'm trying to watch my weight, obviously. Uh Um, (laughs) uh, A spicy chicken sandwich, an order of onion rings, and two crunchy tacos. That was $18? And somehow I managed to eat all of that while driving and on the highway and didn't get into an accident, nor did I get pulled over. I'm more concerned that that costs $18, two crunchy tacos, a Whopper Jr., a Diet Coke, no, 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 and a, it was a Whopper meal. Sandwich? The Whopper meal itself is damn near $8. The f- yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was a double. I don't know. It was unhealthy, but I ate the entirety of it in the car right over my brother's place. And uh, turns Man, out you could have gotten like two large carryout pizzas for $18. Look, I, there wasn't a Casey's near me, and uh, now Pizza I'm Hutt still... And a Domino's and a couple others. Look, I'm pretty sure is, you go to the Burger King by my house. It's, it's all relevant, but now I've I've since recovered, uh, at least physically, if not emotionally. But who... Okay, so well, who won it? Ross. So Kevin... I, so Duff actually won the whole okay. thing. And then I believe it was... Forrest in second place, Ross in third place, Will in fourth place, and then us scumbag down the line. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, you know, when Ross texted me that, I was like, oh, okay, well, how about this? You can still keep the Z Drew because I don't think anyone else actually wanted right. the goat. Uh, but I'll give the polluted Delta to uh, the fourth place. Oh, the goat. Yeah, I gotcha. So. Yeah, I'm just more mad because I wanted to be in that pod so I could potentially win the Commander Spellbook Green or the Tiny Bones, mm. which I believe Duff took both of those. What? Monster. Yeah, because it's, a, it's you get to pick the legendary. Oh, you took the Tiny, tiny bones. bones? Yeah, well, I, that's the right. Now, to, to be fair, that's the right pick, right? And I wasn't there to be like, hey, Forrest, I want this. What do you want? Okay, let's conspire, and I won't do anything, and you'll just kill me second to last. Oh, man. Well, it was a great time. Uh, Thank you for everyone for coming out. Uh, We did hear throughout the collective that many people were disappointed that we didn't do a mass invitation, which I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Combo pays for this out of his own dollars, and it kind of was thrown together last minute. So we will be planning a CMD Tower EDH tournament uh, sometime come this spring, summer. Uh, I'd like to get it done before June. You know, we'll probably wait for Big Tuck to complete his move. Uh... So yeah, be on the lookout for it. Well, and you and well, thanks for tuning. Sorry, before we leave from that, I do want to say you did a great job hosting it, a great job managing it, and we are all we are all very thankful that you put in the time and effort and money into it. So, and I'm surprised I stayed quasi sober. I was. It. it was shocking. I I decided that I was going to be the drunkest person there, and I'm pretty sure I succeeded on that. So <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, with that Mandalift commentary from Rich Chaos Records Studio, it's Squee McGee. Hey, guys. It's Squee. I'm actually kind of sad I didn't get to, to, to come to the old tournament this year, uh, which is probably fair because I did not, I repeat, I did not build the Rona deck that I won from the previous tournament because I could not figure out Boo. any way to make that do anything at all. I tried. Wait, what did I? Well, you're banned from every tournament until you get it. What did I win?
<laughs> I don't remember. I, I got Selen- I got uh, Selenia the Dark no, Angel. I'm talking about, I'm talking about that ASAP. Oh, um, here I can tell you. It's not something you want. Oh, good. <laughs> Hopefully, it's that Nekazar, so I can, I can say I already built it. Oh, so Big Tuck, you got Kaza Royal Chaser. Oh. No, actually, you know what? I'm okay with that because now I can actually dismantle that Mizzic deck that I hate and turn it into this. There you go. Party on. It's just a fair Mizzic. Yes, exactly. There you go. Well, yeah, I'm sad I missed the tournament. Uh, I'll, I'll come back next year and maybe this this gives me a second year to build Rona. So, you know, I got time. <laughs> got time on my hands. It's going to be 2021 where... The, the fruits are going to be bountiful. There's yes. going to be people out in the streets talking to each other in maybe never. I don't know. We'll find out. But okay, uh, by next tournament, I'll build a Rona. It'll lose. There we go. And it'll fail. But other than that. <laughs> and then you can dismantle it and then yeah, you're good. Yeah. Done. Other than that, I've had, a, I've had a garbage week. I'm going to fast forward through that and we're done. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to know more ways to... Uh, help squeak get out of his garbage week and the rest of the cmd tower team and all the content we put out head over to our sponsor level1gameshop.com they sell everything you need from a board top tabletop everything top perspective except for top tops well actually they do sell t-shirts so they do have top, top tops. tops what about power tops and power bar dude what about uh, a top I think top they ha- that you <laughs> wear <laughs> as a tank <laughs> top that it has thopters on it so it's a top 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 oh damn oh god Brought to you by CMD Tower. <laughs> Anyways, those guys are awesome over there. They're the ones that give you guys the monthly giveaways. So any type of ordering you can do through them. And they do even sell the CMD Tower playmat and sleeve. So if you wanted to support them there, that's a great way to do it. But there's actually a way that you can help us out financially. Uh, and heck, if we can get enough patrons and get enough money raised, uh, we'll even include prizes in our EDH tournament coming up. Head over to patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just the buck a month getting Discord and deck therapy all the way to $25 a month to where you get all of our different swag. And yes, as we come out with swag each, I think we've done it now about every six months, seven months yeah, or so. You'll be able to just get that stuff for free because you've been contributing and been supporting us. And uh, we, we definitely have some longstanding patrons. I think by the time this episode comes out, we will have been, had our patron community for exactly one year. Wow. I can, I so can thank confirm you. That, that Chuck the Slice has been a patron for 42 and a half years. He started even before we started. He's known about the podcast. Oh, this is a bit. Sorry, wow. I thought you were going to say like 42 weeks. <laughs> And go into like some sort of rent musical about Chuck the Slice, but no, no that that was an under under the radar failed bit. Anyways, proceed. <laughs> Uh, but if you guys actually do want to pick up the swag directly from us, whether that's the Squee coin, the Big Tuck Monarch token, Mr. Combo number five reminder token, our uh, play mat or sleeves, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch, order whatever you need on there. We'll get it shipped out to you eventually <laughs> yeah it will come and of course if you guys can't help us out from a financial perspective just share the content you're watching and listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help and of course big shout out to pink royal uh and hey stay tuned till the end so you guys can get details on how you can win both of the commander legends edh decks from level one game shop and hey today's even christmas so maybe you're feeling lucky punk wait i think that's the wrong movie doesn't even matter 
So we Bruce of Hills is our it. deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's rampant setting your board state. That's grain. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps to the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Deck always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp in your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next is going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents, really? We call that hops. Uh, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands, help distinguish subcategories like this uh, Vegas Days New England IPA brewed with Citra, Columbus, and Mosaic hops. Our hop choices help clear uh, from interact Rock with Creek Brewery. From, from, from Rock Creek Brewery, Creek. thank you very much. Yeah. It's, it's very smooth and delicious. Um, <laughs> Go to hell. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then we have one of my favorite sections that this deck is, it has, but it doesn't yeah, at the same time. It's full of them, but I don't know if that matters. <laughs> so how does the deck win a game? We correlate that to yeast. Yes, and yeast are the living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have what this deck is filled with. This is shenanigans a new record, right? This is a oh, 100%. Uh, by a country 100%. mile, is it not? Yep, absolutely. Um, these are just random BS cards. They usually have something a little softer to put in here, but no. If this is just nonsense that this person put in here, uh, we're calling that the spice package. Almost to like, to like spite us a nauseating yeah right like it's almost like if this was a beer you would take a sip and be like too spice too oh. spice um so uh i'll let me run through this real quick not every beer has them but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one it could be the pepper that turns the sour into jalapeno sour the addition of hops that turn ipa into a double ipa not every deck has something that makes it pop but if it does is where we talk about it so my brother who you guys both know also likes his beers we went to martin city brewing which usually has very good beers very good pizza we got a pint of their like donut pastry beer to drink. We could not finish it between the two of us. Sober, we couldn't finish it because it was it was Mr. Combo of May too sweet, <laughs> way too sweet. Uh. And then to cap off the episode, we have redundancy. It's a bottle capping, which would be Big Tex and I's recommendations to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't do mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. This concludes our White Elephant Month, which is a reminder. These are decks that Big Tech and I have gifted the infamous Godfather throughout our uh, last couple years of him playing Magic. And so um, part of the White Elephant Month, as a reminder, the bottle capping will be Big Tech and I actually gifting and cutting the cards without his permission because he needs it uh, <laughs> to hopefully make the decks a little bit better. So today we're talking about Gerard the Unabomber. This is Gerard Weatherlight here. Hero. Big Tuck, why don't you read what Gerard does, and then I'll go into the history of this deck, because this is actually the very first deck that the Godfather ever received, and it's one that I gifted him when he moved back to Kansas City, and this deck isn't even what I had built initially. So why don't it's, you read what he does? We'll go into this. It's wild. This is actually the good Gerard. So just a little history on him. He was like supposed to be the super soldier, like could kill everything. And he's gotten two cards that are both 
sort of okay. The, the first one's <laughs> terrible. This one's actually better. So Gerard, Brother Light Hero, is a 3-3 legendary creature, human soldier, for two colorless, uh, a red and a white. I'm not wearing my glasses because uh, they're over there and I'm lazy. First strike, when Gerard Weatherlight Hero dies, exile it and return it to the and return to the battlefield all artifact and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Gerard's final act ensured his legacy would never die. Oh, that's actually kind of on flavor. Yeah, yeah and like so, I think it's about the legacy weapon, I think. So, you know, here we are. Okay. So the initial deck that I had built the Godfather because Gerard did not exist when I first built him the deck. So initially it was actually Jor Kadeen the Prevailer. Right. That's a three colorless Boros human warrior, five, four with first strike, but it has metal craft. Creatures you control get plus three plus throw as long as you control three or more artifacts. So the initial build of this was like, okay, the Godfather doesn't really like to play magic. He just does it from a social perspective. Right. So I'm gonna load it with artifacts. I'm gonna load it with creatures, with equipments. And with board wipes, just, you know, I'm going to throw in the cheap board wipes uh, or even some decent ones like uh, a certain thing that deals 13 damage. Sure. And so that was the initial build um, and he would play it and it really just... It was boring. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't having a good time. Boros in general just sucks. Sure but the one thing I noticed is that he would board wipe three to four times a game right. consistently. And so uh, once I went to Magic Fest Vegas two years ago, or I guess year, whatever it is, ago, mm. year and a half, um, that was right when the Commander 19 decks came out, which Gerard was in the 99 of. I ended up saying, you know what? I actually think he would pro you know, put Jorkadim in the 99 of the deck and then put Gerard in the command zone because then that way, whenever he wants to board wipe, he doesn't lose all of his stuff. Right, right, right. So it was like this cool... You know, straightforward Boros, I'm going to deal damage, but hey, then I'm going to board wipe, but I'm going to get all my stuff I'm back. I'm going to get my stuff back, right, yeah. Um, and, then once, and then once they fix the die exile effect of Gerard uh, with the new commander rulings this last spring, it made the deck even better. And I was like, oh my gosh, this thing's actually like has some legs. Well, living with Squee, I feel like, uh, let's just say the Godfather has been influenced by the fogs of war that uh, Squee likes to do with funny cards. I had nothing Hilarious to do with this. cards. Wait, I, I might have. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, let's just say the Godfather ended up cutting, oh, about, oh my gosh, what was it? You said There's it was like 30 cards here. or something, right? Yeah, it's like 30-something cards that he cut. Like, he got rid of... Uh, um, Ulamog's Crusher, which is like a decent one for like swinging in. Yeah, right. Especially uh, suited up. You know, got rid of like Tectonic Land that let or Tectonic Rift that lets you get in for like some like legit damage. And then he added in some nonsense stuff that I'm sure we'll talk to, <laughs> like a certain broom that. <laughs> what? Is yeah. I, oh man. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know what the deck is supposed to do now. <laughs> so, collective, I organize the categories yeah. as if it's still trying to do the initial thing that I was recommending. But I don't even think the deck has a direction right now, does it? I don't see. That's what I'm. That's what. That's what's throwing me because I was like looking through this. So, just, just like a couple like uh, housekeeping things: six grain, seventeen hops, twenty-three yeast. And an all-time record by no stretch of the time or imagination, 19 spice cards. Now, yeah. I th so, okay. I think 
that there is something in here, right? If you dig really, really deep, there's this very strange. We're talking magical Christmas land here. Yeah, like not even. It's like I mean, it's like magical, like it's magical Hanukkah. <laughs> Christmas land where the Quran is the spell book, if you will. Like, it's just insane. It, like, it, if you look through it, it, like, sort of makes sense where there's this weird artifact sacrifice theme, right? I've actually seen it. So, with that said, right, I've seen him play this deck many times. There's never been a single time where I've been like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the line, and even if you can't, I can. Um, but what's most shocking to me, and Mr. Combo, again, correct me if I'm wrong, you did not alter this deck after you gave it to him, correct? Correct. Four for four perfect mana bases. Perfect <laughs> mana bases for someone who has never built a deck in his entire life. How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's am I wrong? Like look at it, it's perfect. <laughs> yep. I, I think there's just a tick too much white, maybe. Right. Yes, but consi maybe. considering he has cards like Boros Guildgate and uh Needle Spires in here and one copy of Great Furnace. <laughs> hey, that came from me. You know, I've I've thrown in. Well, where's the white one? I don't know. I don't. I didn't have that one. He looks to the binder, and you would grab well, what's what's useful. Yeah. You know? it's, and then CMC, we're at a three six seven, which isn't terrible. No. Money wise, I'm surprised this deck's over a hundred dollars well, to be frank. And but the, I was wondering the same thing. So there are some cards that I didn't realize this. He has. Where to go? Damn it! Hold on. I was I was just looking at this before the cast. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He has ten cards in the five to twenty dollar range that I think makes oh. up ninety percent of that cost. And a lot of them I have sense. many questions around <laughs> in terms of why they're so expensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm really like I think the thing with this collective and Big Tuck and Squee. Normally this month I've been like, okay, by the time we get to the bottle capping, we're going to take out six cards, put in six cards. I think we'll be able to kind of get it in a direction where it'll be a little bit more fun and functional. I think this card honestly needs 12 cards ripped out and 12 cards put oh, in. Easy. Oh, bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bare minimum. So let's just start with the bottle capping, skip all the rest. Yeah. We'll come back to you. It's like, it's, it's not even like this deck is particularly like sweaty. It's just is like, it's like defies explanation, which is, I mean, kind of cool, but I think we should just get right. into it. Yeah, let's get into the grain. There's six options. Yes. <laughs> Big Tuck, start off. Okay. I'm sure we're matched up on at there, least two. I would, I, at least, right? Um, so I'm going to start with a card called Soul Ring, which is a really interesting inclusion. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I want to talk about a card that I'm actually excited because I've wanted this card to work for a very long time. And now that I'm building potentially an Is It Pirate deck, it can. We're talking about the legendary yes, pirate. Yes, it can. Yes, we are. Ready? Three. Three. Two, one. Captain, Captain Lannery Storm. Storm. Two colorless and a red for a legendary creature human pirate. That's a 2-2, two, two, and it's a rare. 
So it has haste, and it says whenever Captain Lannery storm attacks, create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sack this artifact, add one man of any color to your mana pool. Uh, whenever you sack a treasure, Captain Lannery storm gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Uh, so I will tell you this: it's not only the uh, it's not only the fresh saltwater spray that's uh, doing her mop, and if you will, this card is sweaty AF. It requires so much for so little. I think the problem is, it's, but like that being said, I really like this card and I have been trying to figure it out, right? There's gotta be a home for this deck. And I just not outside of just mono pirates, right? Like where it's, it's okay. It's like, you know, considering the options you have, I like the sure. fact that it, it gives you a treasure. Um, it can kind of turn into the, like a big swinger with just treasures? Question mark. I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Here's the problem: it's a two-two with no evasion and haste for three. So, I mean, I guess in theory, you get it down turn three, you swing at the one person that doesn't have a blocker yet. Yeah, that doesn't have a treasure or a zombie or an elf or anything. Yeah. So it, the initial thought by putting this card in the deck was that, yes, it can get you some mana ramp, mm -hmm. but then it's also creating stuff for Metalcraft yes. to then make right. your creatures bigger. And then it makes it, people are then like, ah, oh, man, 5-2? I don't know if I really want to, like you know, deal with that. And then there's a, there were a myriad of equipments that could give it first strike or menace, right, right, things right. like that. Then it's even harder to block it. Uh, so there's not a lot of grain and a lot of way to ramp at this thing. <laughs> so the, I, I guess you pay three to net one and then it maybe dies off blocks and then you have an extra mana your next turn. It's bizarre. Like, and that's what I'm saying where it's like, I think, and, um, Jorkadim gives them double strike or something too, right? No. Jorkadim himself has first strike, but everything else just gets plus three plus oh. Oh, that's bad. No one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I. That's it, man. What do we got? What do you got next? <laughs> All right. So the next one for me, uh, it's a suspend card. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Three, two, one. Wheel, Wheel of fate. fate. Yeah, here we go. Oh, woo. Woo, uh, woo. It's suspend for uh, a colorless red, and it's suspend four. Sorcery. Yeah, and then when it comes off off of suspend, each player discards his or hand, then draws seven cards. Budget Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, at, it, like even is it? I am. Yes. I have. What's that one? What's the new one that just came out? So, I this that one. I that that one. I do not think is good. You don't think so? Wheel of Misfortune. No. Uh -uh. I don't know. I play. I I played against it. And it's. I well. I like it because it's a sub game. A lot goblin game. So. <laughs> So Wheel yeah. of Fate, like the whole thing with this, and it's it's basically any Boros deck needs Wheel of Fortune. I mean, yes, yeah, being, yeah. being being able to do that and get a fresh grip is it's so necessary because yeah. card draw at the time was few and far between. Now, granted, there are more ways that Red can do the exile, and you may play from exile. Right, yeah, the impulse, if you will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can kind of get there with that. But at the time when I built this, one of the things that I envisioned with the deck is 
the Godfather's being as mana efficient as possible. Let me play this and I'll play this and I'll play this. And it's a lot of smaller things. And then it's up. I got like two cards left right. and I still like can't maybe cast Jor Kadim. So let me suspend this for two. And then eventually we'll all just wheel of fortune. And no one really gets mad at wheel of fate right. unless you're in a Nekuzar or Zerus deck, which this isn't. So it's just like, oh, okay. We, we show pity on you. Right. Fine. And again, like I think wheel of fate to your point is something where you play it. If you're looking at your hand, you have Wheel of Fate, and then you can already see the next three turns, and you're out of cards. You're like, Wheel yeah. of Fate, one drop, pass. Land, play a card, pass. Land, play, and then you're down to zero, and you're like, all right. Um, yeah, and, and I exactly. Think, and I think to your point um, about the opponents hating on it i think this also gives the opponents the the impetus to they're like oh wait i'm gonna be able you to got four turns i'm gonna be i'm yeah. gonna be able to wheel in full turn four turns perfect like i don't have to think anymore i'm just gonna rush everything out and then on his turn i'll have a full seven and lands being able to do stuff so it's yep. it's a great it's a good inclusion in here. I'm less hot on it, I think, in a broad sense than you are. Um, but especially in this budget build, I'm sure you had two or three of these lying around, so it's easy just to throw yeah. one in for the Godfather. All right, man. Last one. Is it an artifact? Yeah. <laughs> Does it draw everyone cards? It doesn't. But oh, okay. I'll <laughs> go do the ahead. other one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> go go for it. <laughs> D don't no, don't no, hide your, your enthusiasm. Oh it's, oh, it's my turn. I'm sorry. Um, a prismatic lens, two colorless uh, for an artifact. It's, a, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, this is what I want to get into, right? So, two colorless. Uh, it bends not light, but mana. Lightning, it's chaotic currents and the sharp angles necessary for the mystic's purposes. That's actually a pretty cool, that's kind of a cool flavor text. Uh, taps for one, one colorless tap, add one mana of any color. Whatever, right? I don't want to talk about this card, but I want to talk about what this card represents. So our our uh, our, our D-bags over at the command tower, or command, damn it, that's us, which also makes sense. <laughs> our old pals over at, and we're not command tower, we're CMD tower. Yes, I know. Uh, our old Still pals over at game though. nights or command zone or whatever. <gasps> I'm coming for you, Jimmy. They went on. They went on note saying that all three drop mana artifacts are bad. And yes, exactly, exactly, Mr. Combo. That's what those idiots said over there. I am coming for you, Jimmy. Check your DMs. The next time, DM me, not Mr. Combo, you coward. So, uh, and also, hashtag suck it, more of those nerds. But um, the, back to the point. So, there is not. I understand that, like, getting, getting this, getting a turn one soul ring into this is fine. But in my argument, and for my sake, how is Prismatic Lens better outside of the fact it costs one mana less than um, Chromatic Lantern? It's not. It can't. Thank you, Mr. Combo. We finally can agree on something. It's not right. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I can maybe say that it's better than is Mana and that's And that's actually only because of the fact that this Manolith doesn't do anything other than tap for any color. But it, but it does okay, it really, okay. really it does, efficiently. It, it doesn't have it doesn't have like Dark Seal Ingot, which also has indestructible. Or Managio, like the other like Vessel of Endless One. Yeah, you can put something right, from yeah. the graveyard on the bottom. It doesn't have any other effect. So I would rather have a two drop that just gives me a mana, and then if I need to filter, I can. Then a three drop that just gives me a mana of any color in a two color right. deck. But even in this, that, that's not as useful. Even in this deck, you could you. Make 
make the or I would make the argument that Coalition or uh, well, Coalition Relic would be better than this. Actually, Coalition Relic would be better than Chromatic Lantern too. But just for the for the sake, Prismatic in this even in this deck, a Chromatic Lantern would be better than this. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I am done talking about this card, and I hope to never talk about it ever again. I will pass priority. <laughs> All right, so my last one, it's another artifact. As you guys can tell, we're, we're talking about things that make artifacts, because that's what this deck yeah. initially wanted, was for you to have a bunch of artifacts, so even as people Vandal Blast and stuff, you can recover pretty quick and get that plus three, plus oh. Uh, Howling Mine. Yeah. Once again, great card for Boros. No one's going to blow it up, uh, because you are just drawing cards. It's not like you're getting extra card advantage like in a Zerus or Nekruzar deck, mm -hmm. so... Two colorless artifact. At the beginning of each player's draw step, if Howling Mine is untapped, that player draws an additional card. Yeah. The mine's riches never end, nor do the moans of the spirits doom to haunt them. Yeah. And yes, I couldn't read that because I'm not wearing glasses. I don't need them, but then I figured it out on the fly. So, <laughs> uh -huh. so I, I, you know what, Tuck? I'm going to give you an argument. This is better than Prismatic Lens. I would rather draw an additional card than have a GD filter lane. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so. The so all, a lot of people also argue that like, well, highly mind gives all your opponents a card advantage before it gives you one, right? And you're like, to me, to the same point, that's such a hollow argument because yeah, and guess what? This is gonna stick around for nine turns and I'm gonna pay two mana yeah. to draw out nine cards in Boros. I don't care if they draw something before me. I don't have anything to do anyways, right? And the, yeah. and, and the only, the only like, there's some versions of this, uh, like um, the uh, the Crufix one, uh, Dictate Crufix that has flash, so you can flash it in. But again, sure. we're talking about a Boros artifact deck. I could, <laughs> if you're gonna draw an extra card and that's gonna help you win the game, guess what? You're probably gonna win this game no matter what I no matter what I played, right? Yeah. Well, and I think a cool thing, it's not in this deck, but to get around the Howling Mine argument, sorry, yep. to get around the Howling Mine argument, there are artifacts that do effects that tap down artifacts. Yeah, So, right. I mean, you could, I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, the, the OG one is Icy Manipulator that you can pay one and tap down anything, like an artifact creature or land. Anyways, there, there are ways that you can tap, you know, be able to tap it down on your opponent's turn so they don't get the extra advantage yeah. if you really wanted to go that far. But once again, you're in Boros. No one's going to be picking yeah, on you. No. So, yeah, completely agree. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the greens. Now we're going to head over to the hops where there actually are some other options. Right. And I'm going to talk about one of the gross cards in the deck. I did not add this card to the deck. This was a Godfather ad. It costs 10 to do its thing, 5 to play, 5 to equip, oh. and it makes everyone real, real sad. But with the commander, it's really good as long as you had a board state. Yeah. World Slayer. Now, you may say, Mr. Combo, what's World Slayer? Well, <laughs> sit down, folks. I'll tell you a story. It costs 5 mana. It's an artifact equipment. Uh, dollar. Equipped for 5. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy all permanents other than World Slayer. <laughs> so you, you might say why this isn't in the yeast, because with his commander, if it's commanders out there, he dies, he exiles it, and then he brings everything back from the graveyard that was a artifact or a creature. 
but he's kind of dismantled that uh, <laughs> piece of the deck. So there's really not that many great things you want to be bringing out of your graveyard uh, to actually make the card yeah. work. So I look at this as just a chaos card. It's here. I'm going to do yeah. it. He may have his commander and he may uh, it may die and it gets exiled. And you know what? He might get back two equipment and a creature I, that's not going to be enough to win the game by any front but i'm gonna join the party in here so you're absolutely correct i gave him this card as a gift <laughs> came from squeeze binder and it felt just like the godfather the whole card no matter what deck it's in it just felt like the godfather yeah let's reset the board i am not ready to, i'm not ready to end this game yet yeah, um, I mean, I'm not seeing a whole ton of indestructible stuff in here, so I guess your Brash Tauner still exists, which is exciting. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll get, or, or one of those other sort of cards, we'll get into that later. But yes, um, you didn't, okay. Mr. Combo, if, even if this was still the deck that you gave him, would you keep this card in it or not? I can't remember exactly how it depends on the artifacts because okay. right now the artifact count is at 17 and i want to say i was in the 25 range yeah yeah oh you have 26 to be with, range with yeah yeah so i think if it was still that then i probably would because then you're getting a lot more back for your value but right now at 17 you have to think on average you're gonna have what four to five out yeah you know maybe 30 percent of your artifacts uh i don't know if that's worth it for world slayer yeah. and his creatures aren't good enough <laughs> to be like Ooh, right. oh. slam dunk let me bring back burnish heart yeah yeah exactly you son of a bitch <laughs> all right Tuck, what's your first one? Uh, so, in similar to this card, it can't see, and it's obeying like Banksy. What? We're talking about blind obedience. Oh, <laughs> that was a little. That was sweaty. That was a sweaty metaphor and a sweaty drop. But um, blind obedience, uh, colorless and white for a uh, enchantment. It's a rare. With extort, whenever you cast a spell, you may pay white or black. If you do, each opponent loses a life and you gain that much life. Artifacts and creatures your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped, and it's almost $5, which is kind of bonkers. Um, I just mostly wanted to point this out because I don't know how... I think we might have talked about this card once or twice. This card is so good. Yeah. For two mana, you are effectively shutting off every single mana rock and creature that's going to be in the play, including the ones that have haste and people are going like super fast, that sort of thing. And honestly, it's so good that I most times I play it, I honestly forget it even has extort and I could be gaining incremental Which life is gain, amazing. Right? Isn't that insane? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure this is a card that you gave him rightfully, right? Uh -huh. So it, I just want to mostly bring it up because there's a lot of other weird stuff in here. And I want to talk about one card that's actually like incredibly strong. and good. <laughs> yeah, the, kind of the thought here is Boros comes so slow mm -hmm. uh, that you need a way to at least incrementally slow down your opponents. Right. And there's I think I mean, unless you count board wipes as stacks cards, I think this is like the only stacks. Yep. There's, there's another stacks card that I didn't add. He added it. Um that's in the hop section. Uh, but, you know, it's not supposed to be a Staxi deck. It's really just, hey, slow your roll just a little bit. Let right, me try right. to catch up. Yep. So, again, um, most people know what this card is, so we don't need to go into great, great detail about it. 
All right. Well, my next two are the uh, what inspired me to turn the deck into a Gerard deck. So the first one is a cycling card, and she has Vengeance. We're talking about Acroma's Vengeance. Oh, yeah, this card's insane. Four colorless white-white sorcery. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. And it does have cycling for three, so you can pay three colorless, discard it, draw a card. Many must die for the one who should not have perished. So thought here is board wipe. That's that's yeah. honestly what it was. It's just like, okay, throw it in there. This is before Gerard came out. But then, like I said, man, the Godfather just kept board wiping. And it's like, man, we should figure out a way that you can actually get your stuff back. Hey, what about this car? Right. Or uh, what about this commander? And you can still keep board wiping and maybe even add in more board wipes. Right. But I like... I don't think it's the best board wipe out there in white, but I like it because it at least gives you the option to cycle and draw right. a card. That's big. Yeah, and and again, artifacts, creatures, enchantments, it pretty much gets that's gonna do a lot Everything. of the work. It's gonna do a lot of the work, right? Um and I think I think with Gerard having not just one side of board wipes is good, right? So Gerard if, yeah. if Gerard is only destroying all creatures if you're running only those kind of board wipes, it's significantly worse because you get no value after casting them. Um, yeah. Have you ever, now here's my question to you, sir. Have you ever seen this card cycled? I, I used to run this in my Karametra deck when I first built it years ago. Cause I was, you know, I kind of had that whole angel sub yeah, theme right, right. and I was like, Oh, Chroma's vengeance. I might even still be in the it's, deck. It's a great uh, card. Now that I think about it. And so I, I've cycled it regularly. Really? Okay. Because the only time the only t I've run this, in, I run this in a few decks, and the only time I've ever done it is in my Zer deck because I literally had nothing else to cycle, and I needed to like, <laughs> I just need one more. I just need one more. Dude, one more card. <laughs> Bring it out. All right. Well, what's your second hop? So I think you. I think when we're looking at these decks, there's a few in here that I just, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, if you have me, I just, uh, I couldn't just, uh, I'm gonna, it couldn't be anything. Uh, and this one in particular is one that truly baffles me, but it makes sense because of the person who built it. Death Lord? Question mark? I was literally just about to say, I feel like you're about to say Death Lord. Uh, yeah. It makes no sense. Okay, so hear us out, people. <laughs> Death Lord is a, I would assume, a common from Unlimited or some edition long forgotten of the Sands of Time. It is a common Ooh. indeed. Wait. One white. Actually, 20 cents. it may be an uncommon. One white. 20 cents. Regenerate target creature. It's so stupid. very strange. And I would wager to guess that I can so... Regenerate is such a weird thing where you put the now you put the regeneration shield on it and if it would die this turn then it gets tapped and it's so complex. Also it's a green it's a mostly a green mechanic, but I can see this card being in here solely for uh the godfather to say, "Hey, hey, do you want you want that you want this creature? <laughs> Go over there." Oh, okay, I'll regenerate. And then, and then everyone else is looking around and looking like, "You just regenerated his Aurelia the war leader. Well, we're all dead next turn." What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like, 
and the only reason it's in the hops and not the spice is because technically it is a response yes, yes, to something yes. your opponents are going right. to do. So it does technically fill that gap, but it's not even like you can use it with Gerard because Gerard has to die, then get exiled yes. for him to even function. Right. So like if it had been some cute thing, like, oh, he got a way around it. Like, that's pretty yeah. cool. Like, all right, kudos to you. But nope, I think he just put it in here because it's an old looking card. And, it's pro and, it pro and it says regenerate on it and everyone just loses their hats. And also well, a my last <laughs> and my last one is a uh, another board wipe. It's another way to get rid of stuff. Three colorless white, white, white planar cleansing. Sorcery, destroy all non-land permanents. So I like this one because it'll also hit Planeswalkers. Because mm -hmm. that's the one thing Akroma's Vengeance does miss. And right now this deck has nothing that it can do against Planeswalkers because it doesn't know what it's trying to do. So <laughs> something like this for 37 cents is actually, I think, pretty key. Right. Especially if, once again, you have Gerard out and you're able to do your rigmarole. Yeah, uh, we will see you in the bottom. Oh, in the come bottom on. Trust me, trust me on this. Trust me, there's other stuff that you can cut <laughs> that is worse than this. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, what's your last hop? So this has to have come from you. Has to have. Price of glory. Nope. What? Where did he get this from? It's a probably. Well, remember he got like a bunch of old vintage stuff from a buddy in a garage but somewhere. But it's ten dollars. You think got he's... a garbage load of cards for me? Okay. Well, this one also doesn't need to be ten dollars, and I hate it. Um, two colors and a red for a prophecy uncommon. Ten or eleven dollars. Truth, strength, lies in action. I do like that. Uh, let the weak react to... I actually like that too. Okay. True strength lies in action. <laughs> let the weak react to me. Come all pit fighter. I'm on board with all that. Here's what I'm on board with. Whenever a player taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. I get it. I think this is actually a fairly good card. I yeah. think it shuts down a lot of things. I just don't... Uh, like So fine, right? And like I don't particularly care for land destruction, but I do like this how in most red decks that aren't running blue, you're kind of at sorcery speed anyway, right? So might as well lean into it a little bit and punish people who aren't. Sure. I just don't know how this... So was this one that got cut? He cut something that you gave him and put this in. Yeah. That's, that, that's the part about... I just, I... I'm flabbergasted that he actually that he, that he actually put in a good card. And that it's makes, not just that some makes weird... sense for this deck in any whatever iteration <laughs> that you have, right? And and I'm starting to wonder if it's like, does he just like the artwork? Does it just say taps a land? And I think I think the running theme for these is everything that he puts. He's like a 75% player, but 75% is everyone else's deck, right? Like I kind of feel like that's a pseudo deep running theme on it. Uh, I mean, it's a really good card in this deck. I just have no idea how it got there. Well, um, I mean, I can see why he probably put it in the deck because he has had this deck now over two years. Oh, that's a good point. And uh, he's played it enough to see that he's not doing stuff on other people's turns. Mm -hmm. So it probably is something like, oh, well, I'll just play this. And it's all about that modular opponent decision. Right, right, right. Hey, you, you, you want to tap some lands on my turn? Like shit's gonna get blown up or you want to you know hey hey mr combo like i'm gonna i'm gonna you see this i'm gonna play this 
you can't you can't do stuff during squeeze next turn right and right yes, like, yes 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 f, yes f you man f you man and so i think that's probably why he put it in there but from a strategic sense it is perfect because yeah. unless you're doing feather you don't want anyone doing anything on your turn right yep totally agree so it was just weird to see a ten dollar card that's actually playable and good in this build all right that's gonna wrap up hops let's get over to yeast because this may or may not make any sense we'll have to see uh big tuck start us off what's your first yeast so i may mention this earlier and i forgot I don't really like this card, and I'm pretty sure I'm. he put it in here specifically to shove it into your face, Mr. Combo. We are talking about the Tauntering of the Brashest. So upset. I, there's only, that's the only explanation. This came out three months ago, or maybe four months ago, and he's been playing with you more than anyone else. Brash Totter is a, so is a four colorless red 1-1 one, one creature goblin that's indestructible. Whenever he's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. Two colorless and red tap. Brash Totter fights another target creature. And, of course, my favorite flavor text for one of them, you hit like a kobold. Uh, and, and, again, I am a little bit of a Brash Totter myself, I'd like to say. Uh, so, do I know why this card is in the deck? Yes. Does it make sense? No. Does it does it does it make sense due to Davis's twisted beautiful dark fantasy? 100%. So I actually do think it makes sense for the deck. Okay. Or at least sorry, what the deck was trying to do. The first time or the new the one? Deck Not this weird Frankenstein's okay. monster. <laughs> Um, both the Jorkadim and the first version of Gerard, because a big prevailing theme was you had all these equipments, you load them up on creatures and you hit people, Aha. but then you're board wiping and then you kind of have to reset. Well, with Brash Taunter and like a Gerard, you board wipe. Well, all the equipments come back, you load it up on the Taunter, right, right. and then you're swinging in, and then it's like, sure, you want to block it? I'm just going to deal the damage to you anyway. Right, yeah. Might as well just take it. Your choice. So that's that's why I think it does make sense, because there is 17 artifacts, and as you guys heard earlier, uh, what, three of them aren't um, mana rocks or card draw yeah, things. Right, right. So it's a lot of stuff that he's going to be able to throw on there mm -hmm. and, and be able to, you know, get some damage done. Now, does it justify two of the cards in the spice package? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I do think Brash Haunter makes some sense. Yeah, okay. I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, uh, All I right. can't help myself though. So my first one is a seven drop that it has a red mana condition that in Boros is fine. You're gonna get it, I think. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's like, I don't know. But the way the deck was once again supposed to do is live and die in the red zone. You're getting people down to a lower life total. Well, eventually it's gonna get to the point where maybe they just have too many blockers. Maybe they have 17 enchantments so you can't pay, but they're a sub 10 life. Sundering Stroke, I actually think can help win the game. Six colorless red. It's a sorcery from Throne of Eldraine. I did not give this to him. Don't know where he got garbage, it. And again, just to make sure, garbage set. Oh, yeah. Absolute trash. Um, Sundering Stroke deals seven damage divided as you choose among one, two, or three targets. 
If at least seven red mana was spent to cast the spell, it deals seven damage to each of those permanents and or players instead. So basically seven yeah. mana if you paid red, 21 damage. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And especially like we talked about um, with two of the cards in the yeast package, Brosh, Tanter, Brosh Taunter and another one that can outright just kill somebody. It could be yep. 14 damage, could be but, more, right? I like that. It's like Brosh Tontour. Brosh Tontour. Brosh Tontour. It's like Brash Contour. <laughs> oh, we're just going to keep going down the path. But anyway, Sundering Stroke, uh, he does have a little bit more red mana in the deck than white. Right. So I'd like to think he'll have seven red, but I also look at this as like a turn 15 to 18 card. Yeah. Like, it's we need to get there to a point and it's like he's probably been hitting land drops he has 35 lands in the deck okay well seven he at least kills a person yeah and and even then if even if he doesn't have the red it's still seven damage tossed out amongst enough creatures could be enough to get there as well right at least to slow someone down enough where he could swing out question mark <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. know. Well, and, and and it's kind of funny. Your twenty-one damage thing is kind of hilarious. You you choose the opponent. You choose your brash taunter. You choose yourself, and it redirects the brash oh. taunter, which redirects <laughs> to that person. <laughs> All right, big tuck. What's your second yeast? This is a, another one that I think is cool, and again, it just baffles me where he got this from. Um, it's a card for it's an artifact creature worker from Dominaria, Mishra's self replicator. Five colors for a 2 2. Uh, it has witnessed history's most significant events, one carnation after another. Whenever you cast a historic spell, you may pay one if you do create a token that's a copy of Mishra's self replicator. This is a, so. This is where I was starting to think into that he did have some sort of rigmarole going on here of creating cheap artifacts and then sacking them for value and then get them back with Gerard. But it's like, but again, it's like, it's this weird, like, this is so, okay. There is no sacrifice theme in this deck. Outside, outside of there's there's two cards which we might get into that kind. That's not a theme. That could have it, right? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So for me, Mishra's Self Replicator is a card where it's like, if this wasn't any, if this wasn't anyone but the Godfather's deck, I would be like, I would think this card's in here for a reason, right? We because oh, sure. we played who's that? We played. Um, who was it where it was who was it where it was um it was like Demir artifacts? Well, we didn't play them, we talked about right. it. That'd be a good old Dana Roach over at ED right. ADH Rex. So I think he had that in there and it was like, oh, this is uh -huh. okay, I can see where this is going, right? Um mm -hmm. but in here, I still like it, and I can kind of maybe if I close my eyes well, and look backwards i can tell you why it's in the deck so i put this in the deck okay so the reason it was in there is because once again jor kadeem mm. you need artifacts so really if you think about it every time you cast one of your artifact spells you pay one you make another two two which is really a five two right. with his plus three plus oh that's the reason it was in the deck and it only cost one and because this is a very much 75 percent 60 percent type sure. deck 
he's not going to have a lot of stuff to do on other people's turns. You notice there's no path to exile, no swords to plowshare. Other other than Death Ward, I don't think he has much instant speed stuff. You know, he has an eerie interlude, which is fine. Yeah, right. um, a lot of the stuff is going to be happening on his turn. And so... You know, it's kind of like what we talked about with the Wheel of Fate. It's like, oh, I got three cards. I got eight mana. Well, I guess I could. And I've seen him where he just dumps the mana into the Mishra's self-replicator. Right. Make another, make another, make another, make another. So it works out really well. And it's nice because then once you get your first one, when you have two, then it's like, oh, I'll pay two mana. Right. And, and then they'll each make more, a copy. Right. And, 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 and it just kind of keeps going crazy. Out for there, sure. Yeah. But again, like I said, I think it's cool. Um I think it's I think it's very cute, and uh, you know it's been a it's been my pleasure to talk about it. So the next one I want to talk about is a way that you could at least capitalize on his chaos when he board wipes his creatures or his artifacts. If it's an enchantment one, it'll kind of suck. But if he doesn't have Gerard out, at least he can get some damage in with Pia's Revolution. Right. Two colorless red enchantment. Whenever a non-token artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to your hand unless target opponent has Pia's Revolution deal three damage to him or her. Pia's passion was directed at the big picture, at making real lasting change. Oh, how 2020 relevant. <laughs> so this this really was in here. It's like, hey, if he's going to, you know, if someone vandal blasts him or, right. you know, he does a board wipe and his creature, you know, has indestructible or just whatever kind of nonsense mm -hmm. with that. He can start saying like, well, I, you know, I already cast a Gerard three times, four times. Hey, Big Tuck, you got 12 life. I got eight <laughs> cards that are going to go to my graveyard. How many of them get to go to my hand, and how many times are you going to take three damage? Most of the time, you're going to be like, well, what's the worst thing? I guess I maybe take three for that, but you get the other seven to your hand. Right. So that's okay. So this is where my, this is where this backwards sort of thing could happen, right? Where if you wanted to do this, you could play this like bizarro artifact sack rigmarole but like but, sure. but again there's no the, this, to what is, this is the only yeah, <laughs> right this is the only card in the entire deck that it matters to right <laughs> like you talked about building around your commanders narrow how about one card that you have no potential way to tutor up <laughs> and in reality have three cards in the entire deck that can do anything about it <laughs> Jeez, yeah. But anyways, Pia's Revolution, if this was the Jorkadim or Artifact Go Fluffy type deck, I think it's a slam Also, uh, quick quick side note, if you are running to ready, do not put this card in your deck no matter what you want, no matter what you think. Why? Because Doretti, you want high cost artifacts in your graveyard to tutor back out. Oh. Because I thought the exact same thing, right? Because I was like, I'm gonna sack all my artifacts and people aren't gonna do anything. And that's like, oh, I have a 12-12, I have a 12-12 artifact with five mana on turn four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Big Tuck, what's your last yeast? So I was hoping that we might that you might choose one of these. And now that you're Oh, I, I did not. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know what you're talking about. If you want to lump them together, That's what you I was going to do. So anyways, um, I just want to talk about the Kadra package, which is the helm, the sword, and the shield of Kadra. So we don't need to get into the, each one of them specifically, but 
all of them are well at least read yeah read off should what they I do, do it real these. quick okay um so helm of uh, i'll start with the sword so which i think is the best generic one Oh, okay. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Sword of Cauldra is a four is four colorless for legendary artifact equipment. Um, it's fourteen dollars. Equipped creature gets plus five plus five. Whenever equipped creature deals damage to a creature, remove that creature from the game. Equip four. Sword. And then sorry. I'll, oh, well, I was just gonna say so that way you don't have to talk the Thank whole time. You. Shield of Cauldra, four colorless to cast, four to equip, legendary artifact equipment for seven dollars. And yes, I gave him all these right. cards for the deck. Right. Uh. Equip named Sword of Cauldra, Shield of Cauldra, Helm of Cauldra are indestructible. Equip creature is indestructible. Yes. And then lastly, we have the Helm of Cauldra. It's three colorless for $9. And you, but you have the promo version, but I think they're all kind of expensive. Uh, equipped creature has First Strike, Trample, and Haste, and it's equipped two. But it has one colorless. If you control equipment named Helm of Cauldra, Sword of Cauldra, and Shield of Cauldra, put a 4-4 colorless Avatar Legend creature token named Cauldra into play and attach these equipment to it. <laughs> and you know what's funny, Tuck, is actually I think the promo is cheaper than the original. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's wild. So I like I like all of these equipment, and I think they're kind of underrated even on their own if you don't own a pair, right? Or the... sure. I don't know what the trick. Yeah, thank you. Um, but in my in my estimation, I know why they're in this deck because they're really good with they're really good as equipment. They're really good with Jorkin and all that stuff. But for me, just for those playing the home game, there was a time where I only ran Sword of Cauldra because I think it was like cheaper and it dealt damage. But then as soon as I started playing that deck, whatever it was, I was like, well, the helm and the shield both do good stuff. So I feel like if yeah. you're gonna have one. You might as well just pony up and have them all. Um, and ironically, yeah. I think the weakest part of all of them is the is assembling Cauldra. <laughs> I think the, I think the I think the individual pieces of them are much better than that, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess because all it does is just make Cauldra what a nine nine it, uh, with a bunch of effects, right? But it's not your command. Yeah, it's not your commander. It's not your anything, right? It's just a nine nine. Sure. And someone says, "Oh, that's really cute." You spent three tutors and seventeen mana to do this. I'm just gonna cast. <laughs> I'm gonna path the exile, and all right, I guess now what, right? <laughs> Gosh, that, that's something that Wizards needs to do in 2021 or 2022 is actually make a Cauldra legendary Dude, creature. Dude, that would be... That, like, when it enters the battlefield, you can tutor for one of, and you get to pick one of the pieces <laughs> to bring out. Oh! That would be... Dude! And then you have to figure out some way to, like, blink it. But that's actually... To, like, be able to go grab other but pieces. But I think that's really smart because the, there's no reason that these three... Like, I understand they're legendary, so you can cheat with, like, Kethis or whatever. But, like, there's no reason that these sure. three cards need to be this expensive. So, like, 2022 I reprint agree. with Cauldra in it? That would be awesome. And you can make Cauldra colorless so you don't have, like, white blink shenanigans yes, to abuse exactly. it. It's like, you have to really work hard, like a conjuring closet, one card in the 99, and that gives colorless a non-Eldrazi theme. Yes. Ooh, I think we're onto I, something. I think we're definitely onto something. So anyways, I didn't want to, I didn't want to walk by too much about that, but I bet you feel dumb. I bet you feel, not dumb, but wistful that you gave him... $20, $30 of what in three cards. I guess you don't run artifacts, so. Wistful. Yeah. And uh, I think I had like three copies of each because I initially bought them because I was like, oh, these are so great. And then I just started cutting them yeah. from decks. It's kind of like Lightning Graves and Swiftfoot Boots. So um, it wasn't a big oh, deal. Nice. But 
What card is very much a uh, Godfather card? I don't think I put this in the deck. I'm pretty sure this came afterwards. Heartless Hidetsugu. Oh, God. What a dick. Um, see, I told you, it's Squee that manipulated this deck into the nonsense that I'm it is. I'm not telling you that I told him to put all these cards in there. I'm just saying I gave him access to my binder and my boxes to look through and pick what he liked. Well, that's like saying, like, sorry, I didn't get your baby addicted to meth. I just laid out my needle and crack pipe you, and, and my bag of meth. Where did this card from, Squee? I had a heartless deck. Yeah. Remember, that was like one of the first yeah, decks he built when he came back. Oh, and, yes. and people hated it so bad, I just took it apart. Yep, 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 yep. So, Heartless Hidetsugu, legendary creature, Ogre Shaman. It's a 4-3. When you tap it, it deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total, rounded down. Hidetsugu held over a dozen Oni in Blood Oath. At his touch, Rock Scorch. At his word, Cities Burned. So this is the epitome of a Godfather card. Yes. Tap it, everyone lose half your life. But I actually think it's a yeast and not a spice because this deck wants, sorry, this deck should want to live in the red zone. And so getting someone from 40 down to 20 makes it a lot more manageable yeah. when you're swinging with maybe three or four creatures that are at five to eight power uh, versus, gosh, I have to do 120 life yeah. with four, three other opponents. Now it's like, oh, 60? Oh, that's easily doable. And to your point in the optimized version of this deck heavy air quotes you would be running a bunch of things of the swift foods of the lightnings of every of that one land that we like that gives things haste right where you're yep. the idea is you play a creature equip a bunch of stuff to it and it already has haste then go they kill that yep. creature okay fine i'm just gonna make you pay for it with the heartless yep completely yeah, agree that's well that's gonna wrap up the East package. Now we head over to Spice, and there was a lot of oh, options. So holy hell. here's what I did. I'm talking about a Spice that I'm not gonna cut. I know that we always try to talk about mm. cards that we don't cut, but this one was hard because I wanted to talk about some of the bullshit that's in this deck, <laughs> but I, I'm not gonna do that. We'll do that in the capping. A card that is very Godfather. I just think for this deck, eight mana is a lot oh, for it. Magmatic Force. Five colorless, red, 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 creature elemental, seven, seven from battle bond. At the beginning of each upkeep, magnetic force deals three damage to any target. Like, it's it's a very godfather card where it's like, I'm dealing three damage each upkeep to stuff. Right. And yes, a seven, seven for eight that has this effect isn't anything to sneeze at in the quote unquote optimized version because you have all the equipments you can throw yeah. on it. I mean, imagine this with like Shield of Cauldra, it's indestructible. It's like, I'm just gonna lightning bolt everything, everything yeah. out here. Um, it, it, it could fringe work, it's just real expensive. But I couldn't bear to cut it because with how much the deck has been parsed down, I don't really see a lot of creatures that I'm scared of him equipping. Right. It's like, cool, you did your 2-2 flyer. It's a 4-4 now. I'll kill you before yeah. that really matters. I, I agree with all that. And I think this also plays into when people play against the Godfather, they know he's a loose cannon. They know he's not going to be comboing out. So even with, let's count them, two mana rocks and a Boros deck, he, he like he's this is still something where he can just be sitting on, sitting on, sitting on, play it. And then the game warps around it, right? Um, I don't... 
and, and maybe it warps around it. Yeah. It might just be like, yo, Godfather, don't lightning bolt my stuff, bro. And it'd be like, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, what are you offering? Right. What, what, what are you going to do? Yep. And, you know, it's like his weird politic thing, but then he very well may just a do it exactly. Your whole body goes into a, a Godfather impression when you say his voice. It's like, you kind of, you, know, you tilt yeah, to the side talk. just right, the shoulders up a little bit. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, what do we, we got to do here? I mean, I'm even wearing a sweater that he would yeah, wear. Yeah, oh, he would totally wear that. All right. Tuck, what's your spice? I'm pretty sure I gave him this, and I'm also pretty sure that there's a million better cards. But again, to your point, this is also a classic Godfather card. So we're going to talk about I for an I. <sighs> okay. But how is this? But again, how is this not a Godfather card? Uh, two white, white for an instant. Play only when a creature, spell, or effect assigns damage to you. Eye for an eye deals an equal amount of damage to that source's controller. So let me tell you this: there's a card that cut that there's a card that is the exact same but better called Deflecting Palm. Oh, sure. Right? Which prevents the damage and then bounces it back. However, the fact that I could see, I could literally see the Godfather taking five from a Blastoderm or a Gigasaurus or whatever, right? Taking the five and then saying, oh, okay, cool. You also take five. Boom. In your face. <laughs> it's 10 life loss between the two of us. You like that? You see what's going on here? I got you. And that's why I think this card's hysterical for him to play. <laughs> I guess um, is it good? you are right. Deflecting Palm is just better. Yeah. Is it, is it good? No. Um, is it something? Also question marks. But this is <laughs> this is another classic Godfather card of just something that's so wild, so out of the ordinary, so that no one else would play unless they're playing a deck built around this mechanic. That I had to talk about it. Woof. <sighs> Well, with that, guys, we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And this being the last episode, it's a reminder. BitDeck and I are going to be gifting the Godfather cards. It'll be under $5, under $55, and a no-budget recommendation, $5, uh, that we'll be adding to the deck. So, Big Tuck, start us off. What are you going to cut from the deck, and what are you going to add for under $5? So this is the only one that doesn't matter. So I'm going to be quick with it. I th I th I th that just means 20% of the deck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it should have been more specific. Um, I'm going to cut planner cleansing for just a strict upgrade. Uh, so we talked about planner cleansing. We know what it does. So I'm going to cut that for our... Pick a different card. I'm going I'm to do hour of revelation, which is three colorless trip white sorcery. This spell costs three less to cast, so there are 10 or more non-land permanents on the battlefield. Destroy all non-land permanents. Why wouldn't you just cut, like, Heretic's Punishment or Sky Terror or Sorcerer's Broom for that? Because Godfather has some semblance of chaos. Of, of, he has some semblance of knowledge to the chaos. I have to believe it. Now, will I be cutting two other cards of his that are garbage from here? Yes. But I need to do one quick strict strict upgrade, and this is what I'm gonna do. Out with the old, Ugh, in with the I'm new. I'm so upset. Whatever. 
All right, I will actually do some fun stuff here. Uh, my first one is I'm gonna cut Spirit of the Spires. Oh, I'm cutting, I'm cutting like, that too. What the hell? <laughs> yes. Uh, three colorless white creature spirit flying two four. Other creatures you control with flying get plus one or plus zero plus one. I think he has like two creatures in the deck with yeah. flying, so it's out. Uh, let Done. me take a look. Uh, uh, oh, actually, to be to be fair, he has uh, twelve cobbled wings. Okay. No, I'm sorry. That's just twelve things that have flying on them. One, two, one, two, three. Yeah, not enough. <laughs> so yeah. that's all. That's, yeah. that's okay. why I'm also cutting it. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of this card. Um, he has his brash taunters. He has a stuffy doll we didn't talk about. He has ways to deal damage directly to people's faces, but also do it through combat damage. As so I think a funny card that he would really enjoy is Mind Crank. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So two colorless, it's an artifact. So I'm, I'm trying to put more artifacts back into yeah. the deck. So Gerard's actually useful, I guess is a way to say it. Um, whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Uh, damage causes loss of life. Let go of your memories and be reborn. Uh, it's from a plate in a passage. So, like I said, I mean, he has tons of ways to do damage directly to people's face. Uh, I mean, heck, I even talked about the the Sundering Stroke. That could mill, you know, yeah. seven cards to each person. Um, Brash Taunter gets dealt damage. It's going to deal damage to someone. They're going to end up milling. I, I do think incremental mill, and that's why I'm such a big Alter of the Brood fan, is so important. But I think this actually does what his deck wants. Gets another artifact, cuts a trash card, <laughs> and... I think he'll get a lot of fun, even if it's just like, hey, take one, mill one. Is this the third time you've subbed in Minecraft in the last two months? I'll you talk, you, two we months. About I know that times, I did. Yes, I know that I did add it in last month or the right. month before to one. Yeah, I, I did bring it up to I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I ordered a Minecraft in for uh, Anawan. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, again. Mill mill is incidental mill like this is pretty good. Um, you're, but you're really breaking the bank here. Four dollars? You're a maniac. Just wait till you see the personal recommendation. Whoa, four dollars oh five cents. <laughs> five dollars. Right. Well, big tuck. Since four dollars shocked you, how about your under fifty dollar yeah. card? What are you going to cut? And what are you going to uh, add? Also, so, you're, so you're going to cut Spirit of the Spires. Yeah, the exact same reason. So I'm going to put it in one that I think. So again, this the way I read this is like a that back to that pseudo artifact sacrifice theme with Gerard repeating sure. and that sort of thing. So I actually am interested to see how a six cent treasure keeper feels in this deck. Four colors for an artifact creature construct is a 3-3 uncommon. When Treasure Keeper dies, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card with CMC three or, three or less. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put all revealed cards not cast this way on the bottom of your library in random order. So, if we, I, I and again, we got a lot of room, we got a lot of room, a lot of runway for this deck to work, right? But with this card and like cards like Scrap Trawler, if you want to still do your Gerard and also keep your artifact theme in, there are ways where you can be able to do this card, get a free card, it comes back into play, sack it and do something else, right? The fact that it's a creature as well, I think kind of gives a little bit of juice um, and kind of makes it a little smoother. I'm not sure, I'm guessing based on that, 
I, I think another card that would be good in here would just be a Doretti Scrap Savant to kind of enable these sort of cycle mechanics and that sort of thing. So again, the, again I'm leaning more into the sacking theme, the artifact, and the artifact theme. Those two kind of combined. So I think this, I think the artifact theme is fine. I, I don't think a sacking theme is something this deck can support because, I mean, we're already talking about ideally we'd swap out 12 cards to give this thing some semblance of a a body instead of just this gluttonous blob sure. um but i think if you're going to make it a sack themed deck with artifacts you'd have to overhaul the entire deck because i just i don't think a lot of the stuff in here makes any sense for a sacrifice sure. theme for artifacts right. but I think Treasure Keeper's fine because it is a dies trigger. Right. So you're at least going to get it. It is a body that you can equip and four mana is not the worst. And I did count over half of his deck is CMC right. three or less. And again, if you if you have Gerard out and board wipe, you get the ability from it and it comes right back to the battlefield. Oh yeah. yeah. Good point. Because I keep I think we I think All I right. think you and I also keep forgetting like I think you and I keep forgetting that like there's an actual commander that has a specific play, <laughs> a specific way to be played. No, I don't. I say it's board wipe dot deck, but you're cutting my board wipes. Such yeah. a jerk. <laughs> All right, my under fifty. I'm gonna cut or scale guardian. What the? What, which one is? What's which one's this? Or oh, scale yeah. guardian, five colorless red red creature dragon from my favorite set, Modern Horizons. Yes. But this is a terrible card. Four four flying haste. The spell costs one less to cast for each land land card in your graveyard. If it said each card in your graveyard, oh, oh okay, a, then, then I it, could it, fringe see. It'd be a mythic rare, sure. <laughs> But land card, no. Uh, if he had land tax in here, vaguely, maybe. Uh, a dragon's loyalty cannot be earned, but it can be bought. Uh, but this card cannot buy a home in this deck. Cannot buy my so, home. Uh, we are going to add one of Big Tuck's favorite and most hated board wipes. <gasps> It's a little baby joggle house. <laughs> Four colorless red red sorcery. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and Four lands that can't be regenerated. You've lost, you've lost so it, Mr. Combo. The raging waters had swept away trees, bridges, and even houses. My healers had much work to do. Halvar Arnson kills Doran Priest? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Let's go for that. So once again, I'm all on board with him having Gerard, a bunch of stuff, and being like, you know what? Even if it's let's let's go this way. Gerard, two creatures, four equipments. Jockle hops it. Because you know what? You're gonna be able to yeah. really swing with your creatures as you get your eventual land drops. You'll be able to equip your creatures they are going to be bigger. You're just going to be able to do stuff quicker than your opponents. Right. Um, but then also, if you just so happen to have your soul ring, maybe you get to equip stuff when it all comes <laughs> yeah. back. I just think this, I think this screams the Godfather right. on every level, but it actually does what the deck wants to do. Agreed. And again, this, a card like Jockle Hops is a sort of build around card, right? You don't just go and throw this willy-nilly in every deck to make a point, yeah. right? Um, like, I think I put it in your Super correct. Friends deck because it made so much yes, sense. Yes, absolutely. And I have it in my in my uh, Marquesa 
Grixis deck because if I have a bunch of 1-1 one, one yep. creatures and no one has anything, then I probably just win on the spot, right? Uh, so, yeah. If, if this deck is a little more narrowed and a little... A little more around the stuff coming back it's a it's an easy inclusion and a lot of times shockingly in this deck to your point mr combo there's a very good chance where it's like uh i'm gonna play jock oh yeah the davis the 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 crunch and the elbows <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna play jockle hops but the, but here's the but here's the da- here's a dangerous thing that you're doing right you're giving an atomic bomb to someone with someone someone who's got an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> so a lot of times you can see this is coming out turn six and well I, I i literally see him doing this um i'm gonna tap and uh play that J- Jaka, 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 and we'll just be like, son of a bitch, Jockle <laughs> right, hops. Right, and he's like, oh yeah, that's how you Jaga, say it. Jaka, not gonna work at this deck. <laughs> your, your Godfather impression is spot on. It's pretty, it's incredible. I didn't, I, I know you weren't, I know you're not a man of many impressions, but that one is, that one's right up it's, there. It's, it's not just for those playing the home game. It's not just the voice. It's the, it's the body language. Yeah, it's the whole it's, thing. It's yeah, the look and the, uh, yeah, it's top, it's top notch. Well, we're finally at the top of the capping. No budget. Big tuck. Well, what are you cutting? What are you adding? I'm going to destroy the bank. I'm going to crash Wall Street. Uh, I'm going to cut Alabaster Potion because this card is not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I think this is the second week in a row that we've cut some random ass life gain card. That's just it's, life gain X. It's just not. It's not good it kind of brings back to um there's just a lot to unpack with this card alabaster potion is an instant it's an uncommon from as early as fifth edition x white white uh choose one target player gains x life prevent the next x damage that we dealt to any target this turn healing is a matter of time but it is sometimes also a matter of opportunity the avant proverb look Late game all star. Look, Late I like life. Ga- I like life gain as much as the next guy. No, life gain is irrelevant. Okay, so no prevent damage, gain of, life. I don't know. Sir, done. Back in the day, back no, in the day, well, of, Squee, you're wrong. But life gain <laughs> is relevant. Look at Sir Nathan. Okay, that's fine. But one card, what an entire deck built around it is one thing. One card. So sure. let's, look, let's go back to the days of Alpha and Beta. Uh blue. Ancestral Recall, one blue, draw three cards. Black, Dark Ritual, pay one, get three black mana. Red, Lightning Bolt, deal three damage to any target. Green, Giant Growth, target creature gets plus three, plus three until end turn. White, Healing Solve, gain three life. Prevent the next three damage that gets dealt to target creature. Now, which one of these set the entire precedent for the color? I'm going to vote for the blue one. Uh, you are correct. Uh, yes, but this is just Don't healing on lightning bolt like that. Uh, so the real winners are everything. Well, actually, the real winners are lightning bolt, dark ritual, ancestral recall. And by and, that, and I mean it's, it's literally all recall. the winners are everything but. White. Right, so Green so this white. is this is the worst white card with more stipulations to it. So again, going back to we need ways to win. We need things to sacrifice. 
we need stuff to come in and out of the battlefield. I think that for 43 cents, Dadrak the Crown Scourge would be a very interesting inclusion in this deck. 2-3 for a So this was going to be one of my no ads, and then I changed it at the last minute. Really? Yeah, Because I do think it'd be really good in this deck. Dude, I'm, I'm, this card is so cool and I love it. And I just can't, I can't piece together where it come. I, I ripped it out of my Kali oh, deck. Yeah, I just, no, it's like, it's, it just did. Did diddly dog dick, if you will. <laughs> uh, yep. It's like you get to hit once for five and then yeah, never exactly. again. And then nothing. <laughs> um, so two colorless and a, and a red for legendary creature dragon. It's a rare from M21 flying. Dadrick the, the Crown Scourge can attack unless you control four or more artifacts, which is relevant in this deck, no matter what the Godfather is yep. trying. Uh, but more importantly, at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So I think, I so think this good. can make some monster turns, right? So where you go like Dadrick turn three, uh, Gerard turn four, turn five, everyone's got their huge board and everything. Then you do your planner cleansing or board wipe or whatever, right? It dies. You get Gadrick back and also five, six tokens, which is almost enough to get Gerard back the next turn and then kind of keep that cycle yep. going as long as you want. So again, this is this is definitely a card that is not a slam dunk in every deck, but even even in the non streamlined version of this build, I think it still could do some serious juice. Yeah, I, I'm all on board. I like it. It's just I thought of something cute to Ooh. do for my personal recommendation. So that's why I went that route. But as we've been talking, I don't think it works, but I'm still going to include okay. it in the deck because I already bought it. <laughs> uh, but Gadrick is great. Um, I do think it has a home in this deck. And I, I think outside of this cast, before I give the deck back to him, probably this weekend or something, all of his decks, I'm actually going to go through my big like bulk bo uh, bulk box and I'm going to find all the Boros Manor Rocks I have and just, and just throw them in, in the deck. Because he he, need, he needs the help and needs to cut out that trash. Yeah. Uh, um, and that'll just make Gadrick even better. Right. So. All right. Here we are. The cutest. The, you're saying this is a little baby cutie cut. It it is. Okay. So well, we're, the cut isn't cute. I'm actually cutting Heretic's Punishment. Mm -hmm. So four colorless red enchantment. Uh, it's a rare from Onslaught. Thirty cents. Three colorless red. Choose target creature or player. Then put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Heretic's Punishment deals damage to that creature or player equal to the highest converted mana cost among those cards. Stupid. Just absolutely stupid because there's... Now, if this was a Duretti deck... Oh, slam dunk. Are you kidding me? Fill up your graveyard, shoot stuff down, shoot people down. Duretti activation, you pull the stuff out. Like, that's amazing. But in here, your graveyard's only good right. when you have Gerard out. That's it. Uh, there's not even a Sun Titan in the deck. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, I, I don't, this, I, I this don't card, like even in even in a Duretti deck, this card is dripping. There's just so many things that have to go right, and yeah, yeah, I got I got nothing else to say about that. All right, so the card oh, I'm going to add, it's an artifact. It's six colorless, twenty two dollars. But one, hey, Godfather's hey, my best hey, friends. You broke the rules, sir. This was under five, under five, under five. Oh no, that's just a joke for Tuck. 
But the Godfather is one of my best friends. So I did, just like I got him an Elish Norn for one of his other decks. This one in here, and and you'll have to hear my thought process. I thought I could make it work. I don't think it works the way I want it to. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Uh, but, it, but it still functions, I guess is the way to say it. Mycosynth Lattice. Artifact, Mythic. All permanents are artifacts in addition to their other types. All cards that aren't on the battlefield spells and permanents are colorless. Players may spend mana as though or any mana of any color. So initially where I was trying to get to I, yeah. was let's get, yeah, let's get Michael Synth Lattice out. We'll do an artifact board wipe. Gerard dies. Everything that everyone dies, you exile Gerard, all your stuff comes back. The, the thing that I don't, and, and here's where I think I'll have to figure out from a rules perspective, because like for example, in my Shirai deck, I can't run Skull Clamp because when the creature dies, when it hits the graveyard, it still technically is a plus two power, not a one power. Um, and so I can't oh, run Skull Clamp and Shirai for right. that reason. So I don't know with Michael Synth Lattice, everything dies, Gerard's on the stack, everything's kind of in this limbo in the graveyard. Is everything still potentially an artifact? Right. So you can activate Gerard and bring everything back. So I'm gonna have to talk with the judge to see if that works. But even if it doesn't, I'm all on board making everything artifacts, making stuff colorless. It'll make it easier for him to cast things. And if he decides he wants to do a Acrobos uh, Vengeance and literally nuke the entire board, have at it. Why not? Because you know what? He It's kind of like a redundant jockle hops because he's going to get the lattice back. He's going to get everything else back. And then he can just kind of keep rinse and repeating with yeah, Gerard. Right. So I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I just got to figure out if he, state if, if, he gets, if he gets his lands back, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. 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 But that's my cute kind of slimy yeah. rigmarole. I, yeah, and like I, or no, sorry, I guess this would this be is definitely, this, this is be definitely dripping. Um, even okay, so well, because yeah. like for example, think of like a god, yeah. uh, a god, an enchantment god that doesn't have devotion. If someone's able to make it lose indestructible and blow it up while it's on the field as an enchantment, it, I don't think it hits the graveyard as a creature. I think it hits the graveyard as an enchantment. So, but I know you can still tutor those as they're either. Yeah, I was saying correct. Cause, cause I'm just more when, when it's state based. Yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah, just the state base for that second. I think it's still an enchantment until whatever fully resolves or the death fully resolves. That's the thing I don't know about is while it's sitting in the graveyard, and I'm sure we'll have people in, in our patron community and. The, the, the rules lawyers, but I will be posting this to the MTG judge uh, on the uh, Facebook group and next, or I guess tomorrow in the future time <laughs> to continuum, I will post it on Twitter if anyone's actually now, curious what the actual now, ruling is. Now to your point, I think it still is cute enough to include because if you run artifact removals, everyone loses everything and you still get all your stuff back, like you said, including yep. Microsoft Lattice, yep. right? But yep. then you're now yeah, you're dipping I mean, your toes in the really big tuck waters of this being an artifact sack deck, and I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's an artifact sack deck. I still want it to be a global destruction sure. oh, okay, deck. Yeah, that that that's my goal. Uh, I mean, hell, if I have an extra Vandal Blast, I'll probably yes. throw it in the deck. Could you imagine Michael Synth Lattice overload Vandal it's Blast? Over. Everyone yeah. just scoops. Oh, no, Everyone yeah, scoops. no question asked. <laughs> yeah.
Uh, well, with no further questions to ask, guys, we have wrapped up White Elephant Month, and thanks for staying till the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. We're giving away both of the Commander Legends Commander decks, and as you heard me on MTG Action 4 News earlier in the week, they suck. We will be giving away both of the Commander Legends Commander decks uh, and a CMD Tower playmat and sleeves. To enter, it's super simple. Just about the content that we produce, whether it be on YouTube or articles on cmdtower.com, or even interacting with us on social media. Um, you get an entry for doing all of those stuff into the contest, plus subscribing to our patron community. We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News January 5th and social media soon after. And yes, giveaways will happen every month. Just keep supporting CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. But we would like some five-star reviews, whether you're listening to us on YouTube or a podcast platform, or hey, maybe a nice uh, comment on our uh, article series on uh, the CMD Tower website. It's pretty barren. <laughs> I know people don't like going to websites anymore because it's not cool, w w but neither w is uh, sending emails. If you would like to reach out to us and find more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comment number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? I've been I've been more silent this week, but I am still held at hostage alive on twitter at big tuck tweeting you can also reach our main account at cmd tower on twitter as well we also have a website where the article and deck list will be posted cmdtower.com slash bnbe72 basically all you have to type in is chitness cloak mere propagator death ward tower.com Squee McGee, if people want to get a hold of your Manolith commentary and the Rich Chaos Records studio, how would they oh, do that? You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me on the uh, proverbial Twitter sphere. It's at Dear Squee. I'm active-ish, you know. I'll post a photo <laughs> once once a month. Are, are you active? Yeah, absolutely. Retweet, tweet, comment. I'm all over it. I just posted a photo of myself <laughs> drinking a beer that somebody else from another podcast happened to have from the brewery that I work at. It, it was quite entertaining. That tripped me out for a minute. Uh, but you can also find me, more importantly, it's DearSquee at CMDTower.com. Uh, as Mr. Combo alluded to, I know y'all don't want to go to the website, but you know if you want to email me at the website's handle, <laughs> cool with that. I will, I will take it. Yeah, I will take that. He does have a full studio, and so he uh, can work with you remotely uh, for any audio needs that you may have. If you would like to actually hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, you should head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Towers to know that you came from The Collective. Outside of their own storefront, they do have their own TCG store, uh, competitive pricing. They do have Commander Spellbook Green at a fairly decent price, so you should definitely go check them out. And they do still have some limited quantities of our playmat and sleeves, so if you help them, that also directly helps us. But if you would actually like to put dollars in pockets, you could head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have different reward tiers from even just like $5 a month, getting a sweet squeeze coin, plus ask us to the Discord, plus at entries into the deck therapy and additional entries into the monthly giveaways, all the way up to $25 or as little as a dollar. We got it all over the place so we could fit any budget. But if you can't help out from a monthly perspective, but maybe you see on Mr. Bever's Twitch channel or on MTG Lexicon's Twitch channel, some of the sweet CMD Tower swag, head over to cmdtower.com merch. We do sell all of our merchandise on there. Uh, you can buy it. We'll ship it and get it out of my basement.
And of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So Big Tuck, we're gonna do things a little bit differently. First off, how did you feel Gerard the Unabomber went? And second, how did you like doing White Elephant Month? Uh, oh boy. Uh, a, 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 <laughs> loaded a question. Painful uh, exhale. Yeah, um, man, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> this has been a uh, this has been a, an interesting month and an interesting year on, to put it gently. Uh, I am glad that we're done with these decks. Uh, I am I am not particularly excited about what next month is bringing for us either, which is okay. I'm uh, not gonna get in there, uh, but at least there'll be real decks. So I, all these all these decks for him, it's easy to lose sight of. When you look at it, when you look at a combination of cards online, you, you kind of take the personality out of them a little bit, right? And and not any even if I gave someone else, you know, my Dorani deck or my Marquesa deck, when they play it, they may have a completely different line of play or strategy or whatever to it that I didn't, right? So it's been interesting looking at these objectively with still the idea of the Joker running these behind, like in the back of your mind. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Um, I think the biggest pull away is it's I can't believe that he with his 75 cent mana bases has happened to have complete <laughs> almost exact color parity in all of his decks which is just wild so uh I didn't think I would say this but I feel like this Unabomber deck was the worst deck this month, shape-wise. Yeah. And I really thought it was going to be the Demir I'd, I'd one. I'd give it to you by a country because mile the Demir, in Tux. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, and, and that may have to do with the fact that he's had it the longest, and so he's tweaked right. with it the most. Um, and traditionally, cards that are in red, white, and Boros, no one wants to play, so they're easily <laughs> accessible <laughs> and cheap, and no one cares if you pull them out of their binder. Uh, so I definitely think this will be one, like I said, probably before the weekend, uh, I'm probably going to go in and cut about 10 spice that we didn't <laughs> talk about and just find different ways to get mana stuff yeah. in the deck, uh, just to help out and make it just a somewhat functional, probably going to shove Jorkadine back in the deck. If I have an Somehow. extra copy or just write on a piece of paper, yeah. Jorkadine, put it back in you bitch. Um, because I, I think if you're doing this attack, artifact theme you have to have jorkadim in the 99 because yeah. getting that plus three plus oh for everyone is pretty significant yep. unless he's trying to go some like combo rigmarole boros route which i know he's not Correct. trying to do yeah. so um that's that's how i feel about this deck i will say though this was a mental check for me i don't know about you because basically outside of the pre-con you and i built each of these decks for him Sure. And I it, even even though this deck, it's not any of what I built. He took out 30 percent or 40 percent of it. Uh, it still kind of sh has shown that, man, like a few years ago, if someone's like, hey, I'm kind of getting into magic. Can you help? Can you just like throw together a, a deck that I can play? 
I really didn't think that far ahead for them. It was just like, oh, uh, let me find a legend that I'm never going to build. Oh, here's this. Uh, what's he care about? Artifacts? Sure, I'll just yeah. shove a bunch of shit in here and, oh, maybe it'll work. Maybe and it'll it was do probably something. probably fairly like, um, all so right. it's, you know, it, it would play okay. Well, and I think, so I will, so I've done the same thing for, like, Marketing Ross is a good example, right? Like, I pretty much built him a deck that did that about the same time that I did this when he was getting back into Magic of just piles and stuff I've had left over. And I, I'm, I think he still has it and he's taken more interest in the game and also more interest in that deck too right so it, it's hard though when you're like you can only build when you're trying to build a deck for someone that you don't know and you want them to get into playing you don't want to give them $500 deck that's going to crush right um well, and I, th I think a good example, though, Tuck, not, not to cut you off, is when I built this deck, my mindset was I'm not going to really give him anything real expensive. You know, I think the, the cauldron yeah. package is about the most expensive thing I gave him. So it's like, I think when I built it, it's like, okay, real cards, I'm giving away like $30. Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I, not a big deal. Uh, my Goreclaw deck, though, that I built for him, you were like, holy crap, Ulamog's in here. And I specifically remember when I built that deck and I told him, I was like, hey, like for the most part, there's a lot of cards here I don't care about, but Emmercruel and Ulamog are two that if you decide to cut them from this deck, I need Back, you to give them right, back right, to right. me because yeah. they're worth real money. And I think that reflected because that Goreclaw deck actually beats mm -hmm. face because I built it without worrying about giving him an expensive card that I already own that's just sitting in a binder. I'm probably not going to play it. Then it was like, oh, well, if I'm not going to play it. At least yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. some use out of it. And once you're done playing it, just give me the card back and yeah. we're good. Um, and I, I think that really shows because when I built that Boros deck, it's like, I'm not giving you anything right, decent yeah. in Boros because it's like land tax, Teth's protection. Like, I'm going to use yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, I, I, sucks it, and you need staples, baby. You need staples. Honest, like, but I mean, honestly, I know you're gonna. I know this is this is. You're not gonna agree with this, but honestly, if it's like, I can't even say that. Never mind. I don't want. I don't want to <laughs> say it have on camera. <laughs> Well, this has been fun, guys. Uh, we definitely appreciate yeah. the collective. We appreciate the people that aren't a part of the collective. Uh, we definitely didn't think that we'd be doing this a year and four months yeah, later, true. but here we are. Um, and hopefully 2021, we'll continue to get creative, find new ways to bring content to you, and maybe even start streaming on Ooh. Twitch. Uh, also, I wanna say uh, a few things before we leave here. For uh, not gonna work here. Series of tubes. Suck it. Coming for you, Jimmy. That's right, Billy. Hashtag suck it. Hashtag cower. Hashtag blasted. And we do love cards that are sweaty, slimy, and greasy. <laughs> Who's Billy? Bye-bye. <laughs>